Welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. Healthcare is becoming increasingly more complex, and public health and healthcare fields are striving to better reflect and serve the nation's diverse communities. A dedication to public health increases community engagement, workforce development, and research initiatives with a focus on eliminating health disparities. Responding to these unique needs, on November 2022, my alma mater, George Mason University in Virginia, launched the first and only College of Public Health in the Commonwealth to meet the critical growing needs for skilled interdisciplinary health professionals and research across the state. What is the mission and goal of the college? How will it make an impact in the diverse communities of Virginia? And what does the future hold for public health in the Commonwealth? Welcome to another episode of the Collective Voice of Health IT, a Weedy podcast. I'm Michael McNutt, Weedy's Director of Education and Events. For nearly 30 years, Weedy has been an instrumental force in igniting public-private partnerships to empower meaningful change for the American healthcare system. Recognized and trusted as a formal advisor to the Secretary of Health and Human Services, Weedy is the leading authority on the use of health IT to effectively improve health information exchange, enhance care quality, and reduce costs. With a focus on advancing standards for electronic administrative transactions and promoting data privacy and security, Weedy has been instrumental and aligning the industry in an effort to harmonize administrative and clinical data. Learn more about Weedy on our website, wedi.org. Today, I'm proud and excited to welcome Dr. Melissa Perry, Dean of the College of Public Health at George Mason University. Trained as an epidemiologist in public health, she is internationally respected for her work as a scientist, educator, and academic leader. Dr. Perry's research in occupational and environmental epidemiology has been well-founded, funded by both federal agencies and foundations. Prior to coming to Mason, Dr. Perry has served as faculty and department leader at the Milken School of Public Health at George Washington University, Harvard School of Public Health, and the Medical College of Wisconsin. Dr. Perry, welcome to the Collective Voice of Health IT. Hey, Michael, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. First, before we go into all the talk about the college, which I'm sure you're proud of and I'm proud of as a gold green, gold gold, fight, 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 George Mason Patriot, uh, let's talk a little bit about you. Um, you know, what were your kind of motivations, aspirations, and inspirations to get into healthcare? Absolutely. No, I'm delighted to be here. You know what? I'm a rural person at heart. I grew up in a rural area of northern Vermont. And so when I was a teenager and really starting out um, going to college, I uh, came from uh, unlikely beginnings. In fact, um, I went to the University of Vermont completely as uh, Pell eligible um, student. That meant that I had full uh, federal support in order to go to college. So I knew early on that education was critically important and I was really affected by the uh, the number of different health problems, uh, mental, psychological, social problems that were happening in my rural community. As I got more of an education, I was majoring in psychology, I encountered this amazing professor and he taught me this um, lesson that I've shared with all of my students. And he explained that no mass disorder afflicting humankind has ever been brought under control or eliminated by attempts at treating the individual. And this was a very profound lesson for me that led me on my path into public health and epidemiology and really has been uh, a source of guidance as I've uh, traversed various um, academic environments, worked in various communities with a variety of different 
partners, stakeholders, and uh, population settings. And here I am now at the College of Public Health at George Mason. That's fantastic. And I'm sure they, they appreciate your presence there greatly. Uh, walk I'm enjoying the- it a lot. Oh, perfect. Excellent. Uh, walk us through the College of Public Health uh, that was created at Mason not too long ago, November of last year. What were the underlying items that prompted its creation? Absolutely. It actually goes back some time in history, almost nine years ago, in fact, that there are a number of leaders and faculty and uh, students, for that matter, that understood how this college, which was previously the College of Health and Human Services, could have such a, a vast impact in an interprofessional way. And what I mean by that is bringing together healthcare. Uh, We have a school of nursing within the college. We also have a department of social work. And then we have the uh, more standard uh, areas of research and teaching, including in epidemiology, in nutrition, um, in health services, health administration. Uh, These are all areas and community health. These are all areas that have come together under one umbrella to really deliver to the region, to the Commonwealth and beyond um, the power of population health, of public health, of of prevention mindset when it comes to health and health care. That's fantastic because if I'm understanding, maybe all the different departments were kind of working in silos, but then this college kind of brings them all together. In many ways, um, I would say that they were... um, Uh, all assembled under uh, one roof, but not necessarily interconnected. And so with this vision, with this focus on population health, you know, nursing has been on the forefront of public health and preventive health for forever, since the inception of of the discipline. And so they have been public health leaders, as well as in the field of social work. Imagine that really embodies the discipline of social work as to how do we prevent Um, psychological, mental, and societal distress. So there was no better way to really deliver on the power of, again, a a public health and a population health mindset than to bring uh, these various units all together within the rubric of a college. Fantastic. The idea of bringing everyone together, you know, fueling and kind of pulling everyone's resources for the greater good is really a great story and something that, you know, oftentimes in healthcare, we're often kind of accused of living in these unique silos instead of kind of working together. By working together, we uncover a whole lot. So that's the, one of the great things about Wheaties. We are a multi-stakeholder organization with providers and payers and vendors all working for the common good. So I, I love to see that it's also representative at the college level. Um, I read that you know the college has over 500 partners covering many elements of healthcare. In addition, it, it, you're quite fortunate being so close to Washington, D.C. and Capitol Hill in order to take advantage of connecting with legislators on public health issues. Uh, give the audience uh, some prime examples of how the college is working to make a difference in the health of Virginians. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. It's a very vibrant, it's a very dynamic milieu to be operating in. That was a big reason why I was so attracted to uh, this position. I knew that in this role, this would likely be the place that I was going to have the most impact on the most number of students and ultimately uh, be able to uh, reflect and reverberate to the broader region as well as the Commonwealth and beyond. A big area that we're focusing on uh, front and center is around inclusive excellence. We're super proud of how diverse 
and how inclusive our university is and our colleges. For example, um, about 38% of our students are eligible for federal financial aid. About 33% are first-generation college students, and about 18% are both first-generation and Pell-eligible. Can you imagine the kind of impact that we're having on really changing people's lives, opening up that opportunity for education for the first time in a family, in a generation, that people would come? And really, the message is, if you want a first-class education in health, in healthcare, in nursing, in social work, in nutrition, in epidemiology, um, in health services, uh, in health informatics, this is where you can get it. We want you here, and we're going to deliver on the promise of excellence in education. Uh, another big area of emphasis is in mental and behavioral health. And I mentioned our Department of Social Work. That department collaborates across the college to really focus on some critical uh, um, uh, urgent issues as we've been seeing as a society. As I mentioned, one of my uh, areas that really sparked my interest early on in my late teens, early 20s was the prevention of mental disorders. And so this cross-college collaboration means that our students are not only learning how to identify and to diagnose uh, mental health conditions, but we're thinking about the factors that increase the risk for uh, mental and emotional problems and how do we reduce them through a variety of inter uh, various interventions and also partnerships. And then finally, I wanted to mention the space that we're operating in, in research and innovation. So uh, briefly, we've really been going front and center on virtual reality. And I have to admit, I'm not a, uh, in the curve of technology adoption. I wouldn't say I'm an early adopter. Sometimes I'm a late adopter. But when it comes to virtual reality for the current and future of innovative education, I'm super excited and I can tell you more about that. Oh, no, very much excited because we've actually had Dr. Farouk Alemi from the college uh, participate in our uh, how artificial intelligence will improve the patient engagement that can be found on our YouTube page, Work Group for Electronic Data Interchange. But yeah, would love to hear, I, I understand the pillars really around the college, teaching and learning. You've already mentioned how not only are you teaching, but they get a greater understanding of the mental and behavioral health, uh, research and innovation. You talked about virtual reality. I'm sure telehealth is in there somewhere as well. Uh, workforce development and, and community outreach. So feel free to kind of um, offer a little more background on these pillars and, and just how you're building this fantastic kind of infrastructure of knowledge at George Mason. Absolutely. The um, community outreach, again, is at the center of our commitment, our dedication, and our mission. Um, we have a series of free care clinics, the Mason and Partners Network Clinics, talk about a demonstration of really what we truly value as it relates to access to health care for everyone, equitable access to health care for everyone. That's really what embodies public health. And so these free care clinics are available throughout um, our region within um, uh, 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 about uh, eight or nine different clinics that we have. And it's really intended for the folks that just do not have other options. We're there our practitioners are there and our students are in constant um, opportunity to learn and to provide care to a variety of different patients that are dealing with all sorts of, of uh, health issues, everywhere from 
simple preventive care to diagnosis of infectious diseases to um, we've been specializing also in tick-borne diseases. It's it's there's a um, a, a variety of different uh, health issues that we focus on through our um, free care clinics. Um, I wanted to also mention about some of the remarkable stories of our students. Yes, um, yes, for, for example, I'll just tell you one. There are so many, uh, so many success stories, and we're just getting ready to graduate over 800 students this Saturday. And again, in so many ways, their lives um, have been transformed, but they also transform our college and what they bring, what they show up with, what their stories are, and what their vision for the future is. Um, Arian M. Lillard Green, she's a health services research doctoral student. She was named an Academy Health Diversity Scholar, which is a program to support and develop underrepresented racial ethnic minorities in the field of health services research. She's a former clinician and hospital chaplain, uh, and she wants to shape health policy for equitable, equitable end of life care for equitable hospice care. She's just one example of the um, hundreds of stories that we have, even among our current graduates, as they go forward to be employed in a variety of health uh, positions, both again in our region and beyond. So we're really focusing on community partnerships as well as excellence in education and the relevance of their training so that they bring those skills um, to their employers so that we really see innovation and delivery of high quality care and equitable, easy access to health care to ultimately enhance population health across the board. That, that is fantastic. And I love hearing the success stories. And really, yes, we can talk about the pillars and we can talk about all these things, but really the success of a college is truly the students that come out and really make a difference out there. We're talking with Dr. Melissa Perry, Dean of the College of Public Health at George Mason University this week on the Collective Voice of Health IT. Um, it it's been fantastic chatting with you, Dr. Perry. And I know you're, you're crazy, crazy busy getting ready for graduation. I didn't realize it was Saturday. Um, uh, is, how can people learn more uh, about the college uh, and about all the fantastic work you and your students are doing? Well, we, um, I want you to check out our website for sure, the College of Public Health website. We're doing all that we can to um, communicate outwardly and also to host a variety of different uh, forums and uh, places where we converse and what are the critical issues for healthcare in the region. We really are seeking to be thought leaders in that space. During National Public Health Week, for example, we convened a fantastic panel to really dive in front and center on uh, gun violence and uh, gun violence as being a leading cause of death. Um, we had a number of different activities during National Public Health Week. We're going to continue to do that. I did want to just mention the, the virtual reality and also the um, AI space. Yes. So as I mentioned, I have never been the first to adopt technology. But once I came to understand that in some ways, the virtual uh, reality immersive learning space could well be the only space that you could train in this kind of innovative way, um, rather than tabletop exercises, role playing or scenario planning, I was sold. And so we have rich uh, VR um, uh, material and curricula for our School of Nursing students. But we also are developing it in these other areas, including in social work, in, in health management for that matter. 
we talked a lot about um, uh, uh, systematic racism, implicit bias, microaggressions. Well, how do you work through those kinds of scenarios? You do it with some rich curriculum and immersive VR experiences that better train our leaders to encounter, to under, understand, and to be able to uh, dialogue and to message around these issues. So we're the vision is um, uh, we're focused on uh, raising about $20 million in the uh, next two years to invest in VR. So it's a major fundraising goal. And the vision is to deliver VR education for all of our learners across the college. And we really believe that we can do it. Awesome. Best of luck. It has to be somewhat of a, a, a shock to the system. You know, you're looking at, you talked about your background and being from rural Vermont, and now we're sitting here talking about virtual reality and, and AI and chat GPT and everything that Dr. Lemmy was talking about on our video. It has to make, like just amaze you the evolution of technology and how it can help, you know, produce uh, improved proper uh, healthcare results. I, absolutely. You nailed it. Most definitely, Michael. I can't, uh, I couldn't agree more. At the same time, there's still a part of me that can dial back to that rural person coming from northern Vermont. In fact, when I first stepped foot in on the university campus in Burlington, Vermont, I was overwhelmed as though it was a major metropolis. Um, so I can fully relate, again, with so many first-generation college students uh, coming to our college. I can relate to what that's like and I can also relate to how exciting and how um, uh, enticing it is to be in an immersive learning environment where you're discovering, actually, I can do this. And not only can I do it, but I'm really enjoying it. And not only am I enjoying it, but I can see the future and what this means for my life and my dedication and my commitments in the world. No, that's fantastic. Uh, Dr. Melissa Perry, Dean of the College of Public Health at George Mason University, in Fairfax, Virginia. Once again, thank you for being a wonderful guest. I look forward to the possibility of working with the school, the college, um, and your students at George Mason quite soon. Michael, I appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do. And thanks so much for having me as a guest today. Definitely my pleasure. This has been the Collective Voice of Health IT, a weedy podcast where the healthcare IT communities connect, collaborate, and create solutions for a better health system. Find all our episodes as well as information on our association on our website, wedi.org. Thank you for joining us and be safe.